Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stephen Ray Morris here, and welcome to the latest episode of Swift Bites, a weekly Sea Jurassic Great podcast series where I cover what's happening in the universe of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, dinosaur science, and more. This week, we got updates and new set photos from Jurassic World Dominion. Collect Jurassic showed us what to expect from the McDonald's tie-in toys for Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. And we got a trailer for a brand new Lego Jurassic World movie. All these bites and more. Hold on to your butts right now. Hey, everybody. Again, it's Steven here. I'm so excited to chat with you tonight. Well, whenever you hear this uh, about uh, these articles this week, I am at my mom's house for the next couple weeks in Oregon, staying safe. And I am currently living out of a camper uh, outside of my mom's place. Uh, It's her, you know, traveling camper because her and my uh, stepdad love to go camping and things like that. But it's a nice little setup, and it's got air conditioning and, and uh, Wi-Fi, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm super... Ugh, it's, you know... Again, this, the, the the forest here are much more Isla Sorna than anything else. 
Uh, is that a tie-in to you, all the articles that we're going to go over today? Anyway, let's jump right to it. So, we are the guinea pigs. Hollywood restarts its blockbuster machine. This was... It's funny. I was talking to Brad Jost from the Jurassic Park podcast, and I was saying... We were talking about a thing that we are probably going to talk about together very soon. And we were saying how this week seemed like there wasn't that much news. Like after last week with the, the set photo. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go listen to it. But, uh, you know, analyzing the f- set photo, Isla Sorna flashbacks, all this great stuff. And, you know, uh, set picks from Lord Dern and Sam Neill. And then this week it's been pretty much crickets, but then, uh, the New York times dropped this article on us. Again, we are the Guinea pigs. Hollywood restarts its blockbuster machine. Jurassic world dominion filming and, England is a chance for the movie industry to see if it can move past the financial woes caused by the pandemic. Uh, I'll say this up top. This article is very similar to the deadline article, you know, right before they started filming and that it's very much like a PR. I mean, look, Hollywood is all these Hollywood studios. They want to get things quote unquote back to normal. They want to film and make movies. They want to give people these jobs. I mean, more importantly, they want to just make people money or make themselves money. But, you know, it's very complex. And I think that these articles are very much driven by the desire for the studios to really like quell any fears. And it's, you know, again, it's, it's a very big PR thing. And then the sort of Jurassicness of it sort of filters in. So there's plenty of stuff here for Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fans. But again, I want to stress that these very much are like, you know, first and foremost, are things safe uh, in when we're filming? And we'll talk about the photos in a second. But I just wanted to get through the article again, because there isn't really a lot in the article for, you know, in terms of speculation and things like that. But I'll, I'll just read the opening just because I thought that was at least interesting. And this article is written by Nicole Sperling and Brooks Barnes. Uh, and yeah, it just came out uh, August 13th as of this recording. So like most actors, Bryce Dallas Howard is used to showing up on sets, knowing what lines she's supposed to say, when she's supposed to say them and often not much more. Things are very different on Jurassic World Dominion. One of the first major Hollywood films to restart production since the coronavirus pandemic led to a global shutdown in March before agreeing to return to Pinewood studios outside London, Miss Howard and other members of the cast grilled producers and executives from the studio behind the movie universal through a series of zoom calls and emails about what precautions were being taken. So now Miss Howard knows everything from how to attach her microphone before filming. She does it herself outside with the help from her dresser as a boom operator wearing a mask and a shield instructs them to the person who makes her bed at the luxury hotel. Universal has rented out for 20 weeks for the cast and crew. So as of this recording, they've been filming in England, uh, you know, at Pinewood since the 6th. And now it's coming up to be the 14th of August. And then last week, again, I reported that they're moving to Malta at the end of the month. So uh, I, I'm not really sure if that math shakes out, but let me know. <laughs> so uh, and again, it just goes into Bryce Dallas Howard talking about, you know, everyone kind of being involved and everything. And then this article leads again with a lot of this in terms of the PR, you know, of getting back on its feet 
And then I like this quote of roughly 750 people are involved in the $200 million production of Jurassic World. So that sounds a little bit lower than what the Malta Film Commission said. Maybe it's just lost in translation as far as like the money conversion goes. And so, I mean, guess of interest, if you are interested, Universal divided the production into two categories. The larger one made up of the departments that don't need access to the set during filming, like construction and props. And then the more exclusive category called the Green Zone includes the director, the cast and only essential crew like camera operators in the sound department. So th- this is the part that I thought was cool. The result, Miss Howard said, is comparable to a closed set, which in pre-pandemic times was typically used for si- phys- for physically intimate scenes. Um, sorry, I had to. It felt right in the moment, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting where it's this idea that. You know, and they said in previous articles how they finished most of their crowd scenes. So it's kind of wild to think that that this big spectacle of a movie is being filmed in such an intimate way now. And I wonder if any of that's going to come across in filming. And like I said last week, and I'd love to hear more people's thoughts on this, because it's really the thing I've been thinking about the most is like, what is this movie going to look like? We see our cast, we see our crew. Uh, we, you know, well, especially we see our cast and we're like, this is a huge cast and we're going across the world or at least, at least the filming is across the world. So like, what, what is this movie actually going to look like? What are these shots in the trailers and stuff? Like, what are, what is this going to look like? Oh yeah. I guess a brief news thing. I'll jump in here. I, you know, sometimes I've, I am like superstitious, but, uh, they're having trouble. Uh, Jake Johnson is having trouble working around his television schedule because of the pandemic delay. So there's, I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't say this unless, unless they really were trying to make it work. But I mean, again, with this stacked cast, I'm totally fine fine if Jake Johnson has a smaller role than maybe initially planned, but I do hope he makes it into the film somehow. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. But they're working at it. They're working all the schedule details, but I feel like this stuff is made public because they want it to work and they're going to make it work. So anyway, going back to this New York Times article, and you know, again, this is a key quote from Colin Trevorrow. We were able for this little moment to be in the world that we're creating and leave the rest of the world behind. So this is another, this article also confirms that this it's still scheduled for release next June. And yeah, I mean, again, mostly this article is just that it, you know, it just wants to confirm, you know, I think they just want to send out the good vibes and they want people to, they want the industry to, you know, get back on its feet and stuff like that. And, and it, this is another little bit, tidbit of information that I thought was interesting. Universal chose to move forward with Jurassic World because despite being a major action adventure film, it required few real locations, a minimum of extras, and only a relatively small cast. The film had also begun production in England shortly before the pandemic shut things down, making it easier to get things up and running again. So again, that's just so that is so emblematic of like, what is this movie going to look like? Is it going to be these characters in some sort of like facility or lab or like, are they infiltrating Biosyn? This is not a movie of dinosaurs roaming around the cities. It just doesn't feel like that's going to be the case. It feels like there's going to be skirmishes or whatever you want to call them, encounters, battle at big. It feels like this movie is going to be battle at Big Rock with like almost like Lockwood Manor meets uh, like the JP3 Labs or something like that. Like this movie doesn't feel like it's going to be this. We're going to get the sweeping vistas and the sweeping shots of the environment. But when it comes to the characters and stuff, I feel like it's going to be much closer to 
something like a Fallen Kingdom or a JP3 where you really are staying with it. I mean, like the original Jurassic Park. I mean, truly, the original Jurassic Park for being this big spectacle, it really was a handful of people on an island, on this big island with dinosaurs. And, you know, even though this film is supposedly somewhat global, the idea that it is going to still be intimate is really exciting for me. Movies like Jurassic World and Lost World, those sequels where you have the big, you know, hunters and mercenaries and stuff, that was never that was never my favorite part of Jurassic Park, part of the franchise. I loved things with two or three characters at a time, you know, against a dinosaur, whether or not even against, but just with dinosaurs. That was always that was always Jurassic Park to me and the things that appeal to me most. So, hey, if this article is a big PR piece, it's certainly working on me. So, uh, you know, there's, I mean, you can read this whole article. It's pretty long. The cast is tested every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And they also talk about how, I mean, again, for being transparent, you know, they, they actually list out a certain amount of people who tested positive in Pinewood, a couple of people that tested positive in Malta, and, uh, you know, and that they have to take... They were quarantined, and then after three negative tests, were permitted to return to work and, you know, going through isolation and tests, so all good. That's basically the article, really just kind of going through all this stuff. But really why you're here is you're here for the two new set photos. And so let's talk about the first one. It is the one that start with, you know, that kicks off the article. It's a photo by John Wilson. Um, and it, you see Chris Pratt's Owen Grady from behind. The, the knife on his, on the back of his belt is back. You know, if you're one of those knife belt heads. <laughs> and also, it looks like DeWanda Wise. And she's sporting like a really dope looking like green, like kind of like a deep green and then more of like an olive green with boots. And I, I, I almost get the idea that maybe in this movie, just just by guessing with the cast breakdown so far, I and we've talked about this before, I, I definitely feel like there's an element of this movie where it's just Owen and Macy. And then I think Claire is going to spend time with the original cast, with Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum. But then at some point, maybe Ellie and Grant are with the rest of them, but not Jeff Goldblum. And then I feel like maybe... Owen is with a lot of the newer cast, like Deach and Lockman and Mamadou Athi and Dewanda Wise. So it's cool. I like this picture again because it's giving us a look at a new cast member, which is really awesome, even though it's from behind. But I mean, I do like, I like, I, I really hope that with this such returning cast along with some new folks, that the kind of like Avengers Infinity War and Endgame that you got these really interesting pairings and stuff. That's what I'm really hoping for in this movie too. I mean, I want to see Grant, you know, and Ellie with Owen and Claire, but I want to see Zia with Grant. I want to see Ian Malcolm with uh, Lowry, you know, like I want, I want things to get mixed up. I want Macy and Ellie Sattler to have a scene together. That stuff to me is the thought of that is so cool. And I think we talked about it in Lola's episode of SJR recently where we were talking about the Lost World book. But the one thing that was never really translated from the Lost World book was the relationship between Kelly and Sarah Harding. And maybe they could translate some of that kind of um, aspirational, inspirational type stuff from Kelly. Maybe they could translate that and give that stuff to Ellie Sattler of 
this paleobotanist who's been through it all. And Macy is this clone and she's not sure whatever place in the world, but she has proven herself. She's rescued the dinosaurs, you know, and Ellie Sattler says those lines that Sarah Harding said about, you know, every, you know, your whole life, people will try and take accomplishments away from you. Don't let, don't, don't you take them away from yourself or whatever, like things like that are like giving me goosebumps, you know, anyway. So in this photo, it's basically just them walking into a forest or walking through a forest, but it's a, it's a behind the scenes photo. So you see the sound guy, Perhaps that could have been me uh, <laughs> and the camera and the environment is very Sorna like, as people said, it's not quite, it almost feels older than Sorna because you have these like mosses hanging from the trees. And I wish I knew the name of those mosses. I feel like I saw a bunch of them when I was in Miami last year, we went to this like crazy old house from like the twenties or whatever, but like Hearst castle, like, but these like kind of hanging mosses that I guess exist in Florida, but there's something very primordial about it, of course. And yeah, I mean, it would be interesting if there is like a side mission to Sorna. Like there's some MacGuffin that they need to get that's on Sorna. Maybe they need to clone more raptors to give Blue an army. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass here. So anyway, that's the first photo. It's fun. It's evocative. It feels very much cool in the same way that the Macy photo of her in Lockwood's Manor gives you a lot for, for, you know, not really showing you that much. And then the second photo of what looks like, um, an animatronic artist, she's wearing a mask. She's got a cool, uh, she's got a cool set of like very cropped bangs. Um, and this also photos by John Wilson and it's of a bunch of compies in a cage. The idea that they didn't show the compies that in Jurassic world, like cleaning up and like killing the mice and stuff like that was such a missed opportunity. And I was so thankful they brought the compies back for fallen kingdom. And I'm even more thankful that the compies are coming back for dominion because as many people have said, when these photos came out, I mean, compies are the first thing that would escape because they could easily sneak on a boat and nobody would care. I mean, it's very much, reminiscent of when mice and cats and other animals boarded ships when people started sailing and traveling around the world and colonizing and stuff like that. So the, the invasive species angle that I think a lot of people want in the Jurassic community, this idea of the dinosaurs as an invasive species. Well, <laughs> I'm going to stop short there because these copies are in cages. So, and as people have pointed out to so far, some of the dinosaurs we've seen in behind the scenes photos or the animatronics, there was a baby new pseudoceratops that Colin Trevorrow posted that was also in a cage. So I, I you know, I think we're going to, I don't think we're going to get the same element of dinosaurs in cages like we did in Fallen Kingdom, where literally there's a boat full of them being carted off the island. I think it's this idea that people are poaching and hunting and capturing dinosaurs and wanting to own them. And maybe this part of the movie is that life cannot be contained, you know? And it's interesting because the copies reminded me so much of the, like, these ones look like rabbits almost like that. There's kind of like rabid, you know, the, the lost world copies were free on the Island and breeding and living a healthy, natural life. But these ones have been stuck in these tiny cages and low, poor light. And they've these red eyes. They're just like, <laughs> you know, they're just like turning into like rabid uh, possums or something. And, it's not good. It's not good whatever these compies have been going through. So, my heart, go out to you compies. <laughs> it's late, you guys. Uh, anyway, I love, the, I love these photos. What did you think? I love seeing behind-the-scenes stuff. And, you know, in the last probably, like, in, in the kind of second half of this Marvel era, I think there's been a big push on really 
sort of more in depth behind the not in depth behind the scenes, but more romanticism of behind the scenes. I think as as a generation that grew up on the Lord of the Rings extended edition, the the Star Wars and Marvel movies and Fallen Kingdom did a really beautiful. Behind, it's almost like they've had these. I, I'm what I, what I mean is I'm really looking forward to a behind the scenes trailer of showing the cast on set doing their thing. I think that's going to be a big push. I mean, they, we've already seen it be a big push at the top of the movie. I definitely think we're going to see a lot of bonus features on the Dominion Blu-ray of like filming during COVID. You know, life finds a way. Or <laughs> oh god. Anyway, that's it. I'll link to the article. And you can read more about it there if you want to get more in depth about the COVID processes and stuff like that. But let me know what you think of the photos. I love the photos. I think they're great. Every behind the scenes thing we've gotten so far has been, it hasn't shown a lot, but it's said something new every time, which is great because I feel like in past behind the scenes reveals with Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, they were cool and evocative, but this just keeps, oh, there's a new door opened every time we see a behind the scenes photo. So keep them coming. Colin, keep them coming. Uh, anyway, let's take a break and get back to the rest of the news. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we're back. <laughs> a dinosaur story. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is exciting. And I, it's funny. I waited to, I didn't include it in one of my news stories a couple weeks ago, but, and and I'm glad I waited because we got a reveal, which is that, that McDonald's is doing, because in the nineties, McDonald's and Burger King did Jurassic tie-ins and stuff. And that was such an iconic part of my childhood growing up with the beanie babies and going to fast food places, getting the happy meal, getting the toy. And, you know, frankly, the toys are never great. You know, they're never like, you know, they're they're not Mattel creations. They're not, you know, NECA, you know, they're not Chronicle collectibles, but it was just like, like I've kind of been saying about the Camp Cretaceous toys at Target. And then, you know, when Mattel originally came back with the Jurassic World toys, like the idea that just dinosaurs and Jurassic things are just part of our, part of our daily routine or part of our weekly routine is cool to me. I love it. I love that it's out there. I loved, I love the idea that starting September 1st, uh, as it says in this collect Jurassic post on Instagram. And if you don't follow collect Jurassic, I mean, get off. What are you doing? What are you doing? Collect Jurassic Tim over there. He runs an amazing ship getting the best toy news hunts, deals, unboxings, all of it's amazing. Yeah. Him and him and Victoria are just like, 
they're just doing amazing stuff. Why do I keep doing these like chef's kisses throughout this podcast? <sighs> I've only been here a day. Um, anyway, what you really want to know is what are the toys? So I guess the spoiler, if you don't want to know, um, I'm not going to describe them too in depth or anything, but I'll just tell you what they are. You get Rexy, you get Bumpy, you get Toro the Carnotaurus, and you get a Triceratops. I find it very interesting that there's no blue. I think that that's really like saying something about maybe Universal, like stepping kind of out of their comfort zone for Jurassic World marketing. I mean, this is obviously marketing for the Camp Cretaceous series and that we know Blue is going to have some role in because we saw it in the first trailer. But I love the idea that we're not that we're like, it's kind of shifting like Bumpy is maybe going to be it's kind of like how Pokemon started promoting Eevee as like a secondary mascot, like in addition to Pikachu. It's like, all right, like Pikachu has been our number one guy for a while, but like, let's throw Eevee into the ring. I love Eevee. Uh, Anyway, the the to me, what the even to me, what the even more truly exciting part about this mcdonald's toy tie-in and you know there's going to be unique box art you know for the happy meal and everything like that but to me what's super exciting is that each toy comes with a little book that's like a little educational pamphlet thing about different types of dinosaurs we've got horned dinosaurs which has toro the carnotaurus on the front we have ferocious dinosaurs which has blue on the front we have armored armored dinosaurs armored dinosaurs which has bumpy on it and then we've got dinosaurs just kidding we it says big dinosaurs but it has the brachiosaurus on it anyway (laughs) i think that's so cool i mean one of the reasons why we love Jurassic Park so much is that there is that semi-educational element to it. And the idea that McDonald's is going to be putting out these Jurassic, you know, these Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous toys with like little educational, here's how you learn about different dinosaurs and paleontology and stuff is really cool. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's, I, I think that's going to be awesome. I, I really, kudos to Mattel and McDonald's for doing that. Like, you know, never forgetting that that is part of the essence of Jurassic Park isn't just the spectacle of dinosaurs and monster movies and stuff. It's like, no, we love learning about these creatures from the past. So are you going to be going on the hunt for these McDonald's toys? I definitely know I am. And I'm really looking forward to Look, I know you can just buy them now when you go to McDonald's, you can just say, hey, what toys do you have? But I think the excitement, like with blind bags is, you know, you just dive in. And I know that there's a privilege of like being able to afford that but i don't know i think you you got to do what's comfortable for you if you want to buy them all at once totally do that if you want to go on the hunt do that if you want to kind of mix and match yeah every, i think it's just to me it's just exciting that it exists and so i'm definitely going to be on the hunt and being on the lookout for these and let me know if you are i think it's going to be really exciting i really want to find out what's in these educational booklets i'm i'm super stoked for that so all right last story is a surprise announcement. It's not the, it's not the Jurassic World TV series live action thing. It's there is a new Lego Jurassic World series or it's it's a show what is it oh, made for TV movie. That's what it should be. That's what I should say. It's called Lego Jurassic World Double Trouble show headed to Peacock Kids. And this was on Collect Jurassic and Tom Jurassic wrote Tom Fishenden wrote the piece. And I mean, over here at Sea Jurassic Right, we're big fans of Lego Jurassic World. I think they're beautifully satirical in a good-natured kind of way. 
I mean, basically they're Parks and Rec, but about Jurassic World. And I think it's in that way that Parks and Rec is satirical, but never mean spirited. I think Lego Jurassic World is triumphant in that sense, where it, if you love Jurassic World, it has these takedowns of these characters, but in a way that's very funny and very true. And yeah, so this Lego Jurassic World uh, is called Le- uh, Lego Jurassic World Double Trouble. And again, the Lego, the Lego, the Lego Jurassic stuff isn't canon, but I love how they play with the notions of canon and with things that we know. And remember at the beginning of Jurassic World, where you see the two eggs hatching of the Indominus Rex, and then you find out later that there was two Indominus Rexes, but you know, the one in the movie ate the other one. Well, they basically took that concept and backwards engineered it. And so now we're going to get. Essentially, it's like a Mary Kate and Ashley t- TV movie with with the Indominus Rex, where you get to see the Indominus born, and then you get to see the twin, and then they, you know, further extrapolate from there. In that Simon Misrani, the head of Jurassic World, has a twin brother who's trying to take over the park from him, uh, Cedric Misrani, and I don't know, I I'm kind of into it. It's almost like. I think like for people who like love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's almost as that show got away from having to follow the canon of the movies. They've been freer to tell more interesting stories. And I wonder if that's kind of how Lego is now, where it kind of exists in this weird world between the events of Jurassic World and then leading up to... to No, no, before the events of Jurassic World. Yeah, because with the secret exhibit and then the Legend of Isla Nublar, those all happened three years before the events of Jurassic World. And so... Tom says he's not sure if this is a direct sequel to Legends of Isla Nublar, but I mean, it seems so. I mean, if you haven't seen, I mean, like, yeah, Legends of Isla Nublar, like spoilers doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really affect like the canon. Anyway, I'm not, I I won't go into that as much, but I mean, it just, it's them playing with the, the lore and the canon and stuff like that. And it just looks fun. It just looks like a fun, like a fun romp. And so the, they premiere on Nickelodeon on Sunday, 823 at 9 a.m. Wow. Really for the kids. Sunday morning cartoons. Yeah. Double Trouble Part One premieres on Nickelodeon Sunday at eight on 823 at 9 a.m. And then Part Two premieres again on Nickelodeon Sunday, August 30th at 9 a.m. So let me know if you're checking out that live. I don't have Nickelodeon, so I probably won't see it. But what's really kind of great is that they've made these Lego titles available either on Netflix or digitally pretty quickly. And then I remember getting, I didn't even watch the legends of Island Nublar cartoon until I bought it on DVD for like 10 bucks at target, uh, like six months after. So, but let me know if you're watching it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, again, the Mary Kate and Ashley, but with the Indominus Rexes. So that's what's not to love. And finally, I just wanted to mention there's no podcast guesting plugs for me, But this past week was Shark Week, and uh, I would urge you to pledge your support to an account called, uh, well, an organization called Minorities in STEM Sciences. They, if you've been following me on Twitter, you know I've been retweeting them like crazy this week. Um, They've been they've been providing amazing shark content. I mean, all year round, not just during Shark Week. But basically, if you want to support women of color getting into shark sciences. Uh, you can do that by supporting minorities in shark sciences. Uh, Jada Elcock, who you know, who does animal facts, she is part. You know, she's one of the organizers of uh, MIS, as it, as the acronym is. 
and yeah, they have a Patreon. I just, pl- I'm a monthly, I'm a monthly patron now. So I'm super excited to just continue supporting them, uh, for this awesome cause and all the great shark content. So their Patreon is patreon.com, uh, slash Miss Elasmo. And they're on Twitter and I think Instagram, I think is the same handle. I'll put a link in the, in the description, but they're at Miss Elasmo. So yeah, if you want to support women of color getting into shark sciences and you love great shark content, support, uh, miss minorities in shark sciences. So, uh, yeah, I'll put links to that. And then on that same note today, as of this recording, uh, was world lizard day. And one of my favorite, I mean, my favorite herpetologist, Erin McGee, she's been on ologies. And if you play the game, find that lizard on Twitter, she's responsible for that. She was selling some lizard candles. <laughs> oh, these were so cool. I mean, I, they might be sold out. They might not, uh, but there's other great merch you can buy on her website. So again, I'll link to that. But I mean, she's selling a candle set that smells like Thorny Devil, Gila Monster, Western Fence Lizard, Green Anole. Like that's I, I bought I bought a set of the candles, so I'm super excited to sm- make my office smell like lizards. So that's where my life is at. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of Swift Bites, everyone. Let me know how you're liking this new format. Let me know if you're excited about these new Dominion photos. Is there a dinosaur you want to see next, or a type of photo you want to see next? Let's just drop that trailer. Look, we're gonna try and get this movie out by June. I want to see a trailer now. Anyway, thanks everyone. Oh yeah, let me know McDonald's if you're gonna go on the hunt. Maybe like tag me and stuff if you see them because i would love to see people going out you know whether it's for yourself or with your kids or whoever i want to see you with your camp cretaceous toys so anyway until next week take care Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.